0: While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Say the elephant in the room.
1: Y'all know, y'all, y'all know that saying. That's a, that's a nice little colloquialism. It means an obvious problem that no one wants to address. I mean, it's just as plain as in, in, in the room but nobody wants to address it and you know who's the best for it I'll be honest with you this series is not necessarily for the sinner and I know that don't sound all nice and religious but it's for the body of Christ because a sinner knows he's a sinner (laughs) sinner knows he's jacked up he does what he's supposed to do a lawyer practices law a sinner practices sin that's what he does but we as Christians, we should start going through a process when we accept Jesus Christ of transformation. The Word of God says to be transformed, not by the clothes, not, the, not by the apparel that you wear, not putting a dolly on your head, not putting a skirt all the way down to the floor. I'm not saying you shouldn't dress modestly. But he said be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Word of God says it is with the mind that we serve God. Because the mind tells the rest of the body what to do. But God said, there are things in our hearts and in our minds that are elephants. And y'all know how big an elephant is. It's taking up all the space. And God said, there is space that I want to fill, but it's occupied. God said, I ain't, I ain't going to enlarge your borders and strengthen, you know, all that stuff, stuff. No, no, I said, no, I need you to clean out the space that you have. <laughs> and as I feel it, I'll expand it. Tell somebody, deal with the elephant in the room. I want you to turn with me to Hebrews, the the 12th chapter. First verse is going to be our core scripture that we're going to talk about every week for the next couple of weeks. It says, wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which doth easily beset us and let us run with patience. The race that is set before us yes. see you have to understand that this scripture is really not about the weights it's really about running the race and so that you can be effective in running your race you thus need to lay aside the weights how many know everyday we're running yes. tell us about it, I'm running old saints you say I'm running for my life anybody ask you what's the matter with me tell them I'm saved sanctified Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized God, whew, and I'm running for my, But tell somebody I'm running. Every day I'm running. Every day I'm running. Every day. If you're running, if, you, if you're running to work, you're running to take the kids to soccer practice, or you're running to a meeting, you're running to the bank. Everybody's always running. But God has said you need to lay aside some weights. Sometimes just some sins. It ain't the big stuff, you know. But it might just be unbelief. But God said you need to lay it aside here's the thing by fact that the, the word of God said lay aside the weight and the sins it, 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 it intimates that you already know what it is it's obvious it's Not that do a God rebe- we're going to some trance God reveal no you know what the problem is you know what the stumbling block is you're not as ignorant as we like to play doesn't matter you know what it is and God said that is the elephant and said we have to address it. You all may be seated. The elephant in the room. Somebody say the elephant in the room. I want to talk about this just, just, as a, just as a pretext to the next couple of weeks that, 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 that the devil specializes not in giving us elephants but he, but he specializes in sowing seeds that grow into elephants. John 10 and 10 says this. It says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. How many know the devil is good at his job? Good. If we would be as good as he is, we would turn this world upside down. The, Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, contrasting with the enemy, I have come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. It amplifies life to the full. See, 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 the enemy says, I don't care if you're saved, I just want to keep you from advancing and getting to the maximum of the potential of your life. And so if I do that, I will sow seeds of discord. I will sow seeds of of rejection. Somebody may do you wrong. Somebody may hurt you. Somebody may molest you. I'm not trying to make light of it. I know it's real. But that, that that was the enemy's attempt to deposit a seed in your life that would eventually grow up to be an elephant that would occupy the space that God wants to fill. But tell somebody, we're going to deal with the elephants. We're going to face them. We're going to stop making it comfortable for them. We're going to stop feeding them and giving them food and shelter. Because as nice as the elephant is, as comfortable as we may be with the elephant, how I many no pain can be comfortable? People say this it's stupid. I'd rather deal with the devil I do know than one I don't. Meaning you're scared to take a chance. You would deal with the misery that you do have rather than take a chance at being free. But tell somebody, I'm going to deal with the elephant. The first thing I want us to to focus on when we're dealing with the the elephants that came from the seeds that the enemy sowed, I want us to make a commitment to ourselves over the next couple of weeks to do two things. To be purposed in our mind to perform identification. Somebody say identification. That we call it is we call it what it is it's a stumbling block it may feel like a warm blanket it may give me a warm fuzzy but it is an elephant and so I pray over your minds now that even that God would even reveal to you the things that seem like that See, the, the devil is also the master of disguise he would dress something up that looks like a Care Bear but when you squeeze it and hug it it's a dragon Oh, ain't it cute? Ain't it cuddly? And it has been sent from the bowels of the hell to get you off target. See, the devil don't come out with a pitchfork and a tail. I'm the devil. He will adorn himself as an angel of light, a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's what he is. He's a master of disguise. And so we want to focus on identification. Somebody say identification. On the next couple of weeks, I want you to focus in your prayer and in your meditation. God, show me. Lord, even if I can't see, Lord, it may be sometimes we're too close to the forest to see the trees, and other people can see it, and we can't. Remember that dude they told you, don't fool with, and you say, I love him. And, and he ended up being the worst thing in your life. Sometimes we're too close to the forest to see the trees. But sometimes it well, God's God sober me up. Clear the clear my spiritual cataract so I can see. The elephants in my life. Is this ministering anybody? Tell somebody we're gonna deal with the elephant. And And then the other thing is to be honest about it. Lie to me, but don't lie to yourself. To thine own self be true. I think that's what Shakespeare said. Be true to yourself. You know, don't don't, don't try to, you know, fool us on the outside, but be honest with yourself. That This thing is a hindrance to me. It's a weight. It's a block. And what you need to do, people of God, you have to to fall in love with the notion of fulfilling destiny more than upsetting people and disappointing people. Your desire to fulfill what God has called you to do has got to be greater than the fear of falling or the fear of failing. Because you don't want to close your eyes. You know how many unwritten books, how many unstarted businesses, how many millionaires in the making are in the graveyard? How many people they could have? How many ministries that should have been launched? How many people that should have been saved by people, but they were afraid to step out all because they wouldn't deal with their elephant? Be honest. It's something I want you to write down. That when it comes to the issues and the elephants in our lives, Denial is not a remedy, and and avoidance is not a plan of action. I'm going to say that again. Denial is not a remedy. Stop being in denial about it. But once you identify it, see, you're going to identify it and avoid it. So your plan of action, oh, I see it, but I ain't going to deal with it. No, God said you got to deal with it. God ain't gonna come in. God ain't gonna call somebody to get in the trance to lay a hand on you to take it away. You got to deal with the elephant. Got to deal with the issue. Today we're dealing with, and every week we're gonna have the stage. Uh, can y'all put your hands for the staff to put this together? Cause I didn't do all that. It's a basement. God wanted me to start in the area of general, generality. I'm going to get a little more specific as we go along every week. But somebody say, the basement. You know, some of everything is in the basement. We got family coming, family and friends coming over. Oh, girl, we right around the corner. Start, we just throw it downstairs. Do all kind of stuff. But the main thing I want to talk about today in regards to the basement of our lives, where, where, where elephants are occupying, Is from the notion of storage somebody say storage we know the basement is a place that we put things in boxes we store things that's halfway broken we really need to get rid of but just in case you know um, that we store things in a basement but I want you to know that what you store will end up being a reflection in your life. Your life will be a reflection of what you store. Because I mean, how many know we only have so much capacity in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. And so the things that you decide to store, I ain't talking about just throw it down there. I'm talking about you package it. You seal it. See, the purpose of this box is to preserve it, whether it's from light, whether it's from moisture, whether it's from heat, whether it's, you know, some, you, you put the popcorn things in there to keep it from breaking. It's for protection. And so by virtue of you using a box, you're saying that this is valuable enough to preserve. And there are things in our lives, people of God, that we have been preserving in the basement. The Word of God says this in Proverbs 4 and 23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence why for out of it are the issues of life what is your heart your heart is your mind your will your emotions God said you need to guard it with all diligence we're out there guarding what people say about us after fight trying to chase down a lie and all this other, God said, no, you what you need to be fighting is who and what you let in your heart. Your mind, your will, your emotions. Why is it? Because what goes in is going to end up going in the mixing chamber of your spirit and it's going to come out and your life is going to be a reflection of what's in your heart. The New Living Translation says this, guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. How many of you ever know somebody, something traumatic happened to people, and it literally changed the course of their life? That something traumatic happened. Mine ain't been right since. Can't trust another man. Can't trust another woman. Can't trust another pastor. Because something traumatic happened. what, What it is, it was something that took root in their heart. And now your life is a projection of what's in your heart. Tell somebody we're going to deal with the elephant. The first one, and I got a couple, couple of boxes. The first elephant that we can store in our basement, people of God, is insecurity and hurt. I'm going to put it up here. Y'all see that? Somebody say insecurity. You'd be surprised. The people who are the big burly types, the people with the most amount of status and got the corner office and got the Maserati, got the 5,000 square foot house in the gated community. You know why sometimes these people ain't never satisfied? It's because they're insecure. So I got to do all these things. I've got to buy all this stuff. I got to show everybody, because I'm scared you're going to see the little boy behind all the toys. I got to get me a Prada bag, and I got to get me some red bottom shoes, and I got to make sure I got the newest thing I've ever seen, because I don't want you to see this little girl who's scared that I was rejected when I was a little girl. And so uh, uh, when, when you say, oh, girl, you dress sharp," that's acceptance to me, that feeds me, that feeds my ego because I've got to keep doing it. And as a result, then I keep buying things above my means and now I'm in debt. So now I'm at, now I'm at home where I'm going to make ends meet, but i but I got to catch the debt cell because i got to keep looking good. God said it is insecurity. The devil came to change your walk. He said, If I keep you in darkness, now I used to be good when I was little. I used to walk around in the dark, and the problem is, I started wearing glasses at the third grade, as it is. I used to walk around. I used to memorize the house. I used to walk around because I didn't want to wake nobody up. Because I still wake up four o'clock in the morning like I did when I was little, and I didn't want to wake nobody else. So I memorized the house where everything was. But but I can't do that now. You know why? Because you know I don't trust I ain't anything memorized. And when you're when you're walking in the dark, you cannot walk with full strength. And so the devil wants to keep us blinded. He wants to keep our vision obscured because he knows if I, if, if I keep your vision obscured of your life and what you're going and what you're doing, you will never walk in fullness. You might walk like this you might like where am i going and all the while people are falling in the chasms of hell waiting on you to show up people are people people are needing your testimony people are needing what you have to point into their lives and because you're in darkness because you're blinded by insecurity and you and you're working and you're wondering who's going to offend me today and you and, and you you walk out of the door with your shield up and i ain't talking about the shield of faith either And so you can never nurture relationships because you're insecure. You can never be happy for your brother or your sister when God blesses them. Because jelly, that, that green eye of jealousy rises up because you're insecure. And, and, and insecurity is born out of a poor self-image. It's because the reason I got to hate on you is because I don't like myself. The reason I can't be happy for you is because I'm, I'm looking down on myself and I didn't want to pay the price to be great like you did. And so I'm going to try to downgrade what God has done in your life. But the devil is alive. lie. You can have it too if you're willing to pay the price for it. Somebody say insecurity. The other thing is hurt. Somebody say hurt the devil can't get you with an insecurity or somebody Somebody talks, the devil will get you to somebody you trusted, somebody you confided in, somebody you put fidelity in to bruise your trust. And it will hurt you. Anybody ever been hurt? Tell somebody, I've been there before. But the Word of God says this. In Isaiah 53, Four and five, for you who are hurting. Anybody ever been hurt? Or oh, you're in the process, you're wounded right now? Well, let's be honest. We can be, we can be in the house of God. I ain't asking you to tell your business. But let's be honest in the house of God. It says this. Isaiah 53 and 4 says, Surely, Jesus, we thank you. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. They're talking about your Jesus and my Jesus. But he was
2: wounded. Jesus, we thank you.
1: For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Look at this, y'all. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes
2: we are healed God didn't say you wouldn't be hurt but he sent Jesus to heal he sent Jesus to bear your griefs God I thank you
1: God we thank I was about to say I'm sorry. But if you ever been hurt. If you ever put your trust in somebody and they trampled on it. If people ever made promises to you. I'm not talking about a flesh. I'm talking about a hurt to your core. Anybody ever been hurt to the car? Yes. Well, let me tell you something, woman and man of God. You don't have to stay that way. For the word of God says, surely, anybody's been hurt. Come on, stand to your feet. I want the, I want the word of God to be medicine to you. I want the word of God. See, we're going to deal with this elephant right now. Come on, somebody lift your hands and we're going to read the word. I'm going to read the word because the word of God says that the word itself is medicine. Somebody say, God, thank you for medicine. Come on, come on, get that hurt in your mind. I'm not trying to get you to a place where you're in sorrow, but we're going to present it to the Lord. And we're going to let the healing salve of the word heal us right now. Come on, do you have that thing in your mind? Come on, lift your hands right now. Surely, he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted say but he was wounded for our transgressions say he was bruised for our iniquities
2: the chastisement of our peace was
1: upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. Let's read that again. But we're gonna put it, we're gonna make it personal. Say, say, but he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes. I am healed healed. say I I am healed healed." come on say I I am am healed." healed now thank him right now for your healing come on lift your hands come on thank him for the healing come on he can do it right now he can take that root of bitterness out of you right now he can take that hurt out he can take the shame he can take the ridicule out right now begin to thank him right now demo get come on get rid of that elephant come on get rid of it come on come on come on come on come on come on forgive those forgive those Come on, that's in the Lord's prayer. Lord's prayer, forgive those who have trespassed against you. Forgive those who have trespassed against you. I hear the Lord say, forgive those. Forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I pray right now that that a wave of your healing virtue. Touch God's people right now. Come on, somebody lift your hand. Touch God. Let them feel you do surgery on their hearts right now. We may not get any further. That's okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. God is healing. Come on, somebody worship Him in this room. God is doing something significant. God is doing something significant. That's it. That's it. Let him heal you. Let him heal you. He went to the cross for that. You don't have to bear that. You don't have to bear that. You don't have to bear that. It's no longer your way to bear. you father for healing us in Jesus name can I tell you something people of God you may be seated that offenses are inevitable but being offended is a choice the word of God said that offenses will come so offenses, offenses are inevitable. They are going to happen. Somebody's going to cut you off in traffic. Somebody's going to say something about you. He's going to get back to you. Offenses will come, but to be offended is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. Ignoring it is a choice. And dealing with it is a choice. The next box. Is the past. Somebody say the past. It's what we store in the basement. You know, if you look through your basement, it's almost like a little mini museum. I used to wear I used to wear these clothes back in the 80s. Oh Lord, look at these CDs from when I was in college. Lord, Lord, you know, remember the mixtapes we used to make? Turn on the choir storm and you record a little bit. You got your little mixtape. Oh, come on now, don't play. Put out all that old stuff like whoo what was I thinking <laughs> but the past can be good but you know what the past can also be a storehouse of things that have hurt us disappointments things that we tried that didn't work Philippians 3 and 13 says this I hope somebody's getting something out of this today it says brother I count not myself to have apprehended this is from Paul one of the greatest minds and he's saying, I haven't done anything. As, mu- as much of a scholar as he was, as much as an apostle he was, he said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but that's one thing that I do. I am forgetting those things which are behind me. And I'm reaching forth to those things which are before me. And then, he goes to- and then he goes on to talk about it. I press towards the mark for the higher calling in Christ Jesus. I want to talk about just for a couple of seconds about the danger of looking back. Tell somebody, there's danger in looking back. If you don't believe it, let somebody get your attention to you driving. Your hands go where your head goes. There is danger in looking back. And it's more than just saw, uh, uh, a lot's wife that turned to a pillar of salt. Well, we love to ridicule her. Don't ever look back to, don't ever look back to that life of sin. Uh, you're going to liken you to, to salt. And, and that's, that's, that's well and good true in a sense. But sometimes... It's even the successful things in our life that we can't let go. There is nothing more sad than a person that won't embrace the age and the stage that they're in. I mean, come on. You 60, what, and your hair still jet black? Come on now. I'm forty-one and I got salt and pepper. Or oh, you know a you know oh, you know, oh, oh cool popper that's, that's wearing some skinny jeans and, and got some Yeezys on. <laughs> you know, like come on man, dress your age now, come on. It ain't it ain't nobody ain't nothing sadder than somebody fighting the stage that they're in wrong with getting older? What's the alternative to be in the graveyard? I ain't talking about be homely and just cashing in. But you know, I mean, don't, don't. Lord, let me get off. I'm going to get in trouble. But tell somebody, embrace the stage that you're in. So many times we are looking back for our glory days that we don't realize that today can be your glory day. We are in such a love affair of my good. Oh man, you should have seen me back then. And you should have seen my car had back then. And I had fur on the steering wheel and I had dice on this. Hey man, would you get it together? Today is the acceptable day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm gonna rejoice in it. I can't rejoice back there. Give us this day our what, y'all? Our daily bread. God said, I need you to be in the present. Even the ways that I've used you in the past, you can't hang your hat on it. Oh Lord. Andre, three thousand said you only funky as your last cut. Focus on the past, y'all know the rest. But you, we we can't live on past victories, y'all. God is a God of present day victory and future conquest. That's what he is. And even the children of Israel, when they crossed over the Jordan River, God said, grab some smooth, small stones. He didn't say grab a boulder. Those smooth stones were portable so they can take them on their way to the next. So so we're never going to forget what God has done for us, to us, and through us. But the testimony, it should be a preview of coming attractions of what God wants to do more. Because guess what? He's a God that goes from level to level, strength to strength, and glory to glory. So if he did this, then you with more wisdom, more strength, and more faith, how much more can you do now than you did then? Praise God for what he did back for you in 1982. But he ain't done nothing since then. I ain't trying to begrudge it. Don't get me wrong. But come on. He's a God of present day fulfillment in our lives. And so God wants us. It's like, like yeah, no, yeah, we, we want to forget the bad past. So long, bye-bye, bye-bye. We love to say all that, uh, goodbye to my pain and my sorrow. But sometimes, like Paul said, I'm forgetting the good stuff I've done and the bad stuff. Because I can't get wrapped up looking back because there is a mark set before me that I've got to reach in your career that you've got to reach there's a mark with your family and your children that you've got to reach and you can't reach it looking back so we, so we gotta stop fearing and we gotta stop romanticizing about what we were and let's fall in love with what God wants to make us tell somebody to deal with the elephant anybody getting anything out of this today Word of God says this, and I'll move on and say, there is grace for the place in the stage of life that you are in if you only accept it. God said, I've got present-day cra- present, present grace for your present-day stage. So me and my wife were talking the other day. We are falling out of grace to have children. Our oldest is 12, about to be 13. Our youngest is 7. Y'all, y'all think my hair get turning gray now? Let that woman get pregnant. I look like Moses came down from the mountain. I can't do that. I can't. My grace is gone for it. Can any grandparents attest to the fact that you ain't got the same grace you did when you was raising them babies? Like, Lord, I can't take that nose, come and get them. gives you grace for the stage that you're in. Somebody say Lord thank you for your grace. And I don't care where you find yourself. Stop fighting where you're at. You may be in a season where God is allowing your body to be going through some things. But if you would simply embrace God, this is what it is. And God, Lord, I thank you for the grace to endure it because you're walking a far more exceeding weight of glory through me. There is something that I need to learn through this. So God, I accept where I am. I don't accept the sickness, but I accept what you allow at this stage, God. So thank you, Lord, that you're taking me through it. And I accept your grace for it. So somebody say, Lord, thank you for your grace. The next one is, and I'll stop it right here after this one. Last one is, it's not necessarily because it's a bad thing that we're hiding, that we're storing. Many of us, because of disappointment, because of failure, because of other leadership that may have let us down. We have put our gifting and our calling in a mason jar. We put it in boiling water to make it airtight. Because we don't want it to go nowhere, we're just not going to use it. Because other people didn't believe in you, which, which is not a prerequisite, Other people say, what you doing that for? And your age, your stage, you ain't got no business doing that and blah, blah, blah. And you done done too much, girl. You need to make sure, man, you need to be doing all this. And I, I would reconsider that because you listen to, to, to people who don't know your heart, don't know the plan for your life. And someone be honest, hating on you. Because Misery Love Company, they don't want to do nothing. So for you to do something, you to step out as an indictment on them. And so they'd rather you stay there and play uh, PlayStation with them all day. You done changed, man. Yeah, I have. Yes, I have. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. I have changed. Got something on my mind to do, man? Amen. And God took me to, this, to the parable that Jesus gave of the servants with the, with the talents. And the master came in town. And he gave so many to one. First one, and he doubled it. Gave one ten, gave one five, gave one two, I believe. It may not be exactly right, but I think so. And the one with the five doubled it. The one with the ten doubled it. The one with the two, he buried the talent. For fear, he said, why did you do that? I heard that you are a hard taskmaster, and so I would rather, in my mind, I surmised that it was at least better to give you what you invested back in me than to take the risk of losing it. The first one that doubled the five, see, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your master. Come on. Because I'm now, I now see that you're not going to squander what I give you. So come on. on you, you, get, you get access to more. Somebody say access. You get access to more. The one that had the ten, he doubled his. said, well done, that good and faithful servant. Enter the joys of your master. Come on sit at the table with me. You don't have to sit in the back and eat, eat the scraps anymore. You can sit at the table. You can drink out the golden goblin. You can do all that good stuff. You get to high on the hog stuff. And the one with two, even though he said, you know, I did a good thing. Here's your two talents back. I buried them because I didn't want to lose them. The master called him a wicked, a wicked servant. And he banished him from his presence. Now, why you would think that, you know, it, you know he didn't lose it but he didn't multiply it. You got to understand, that's the second commandment given unto man. First to be fruitful, then to multiply. And Jesus was telling them through this parable that it's not about what you start out with, it's what you do with what you're given. See, because he could have been whining, well, you gave him 10. Well, really be honest with you, he had more to lose. The more he had, the more more the risk he had to lose. All he had was the two. And we have been burying our gifts, and we've been burying our talents, and we've been storing it in boxes. where we don't want it to waste away, I open it up every now and then. Look at it and smile. Mm, 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 mm. God, you're just so merciful. Just all you've done for me. I just thank you, God. But those gifts and those talents, they came to you, but they're not for you. I want you to listen to me clearly as I I close. The gift things that God put in you, the only reason it's about you because God put it in you. But it's not for you. It's for the kingdom, and it's for somebody else that God wants to bless So you don't have the right to box up and stow away in a place that's cold and damp and wet and, when, and, and mildewy and will never see the light of day. You don't have the right because it's not yours. You are only a manager. You're not the proprietor. You're not the owner. You are simply the manager. I'm going to do a series one day that says, can I speak to the manager? Because tell somebody, you're the manager. We like to put too much on the devil and we like to put too much on God. You're the manager. And God said, I've put in you an array of gifts, an array of talents. Your testimony is a gift. And some of you don't tell it. And I ain't talking about it, don't look for it to be in service, cause y'all done seen that video this week. <laughs> don't look for it to be in service. It's a reason really people have killed testimony service, cause folk don't folk ain't want to talk right. But tell somebody you have a gifting, you have a talent, and you have a calling that the world needs. Everybody's standing. I want to give space and opportunity right now for you to come to God for empowerment. Somebody say empowerment. Fact of the matter is, I don't want to be self-righteous and condemning to, to make you think that you could do this on your own. We need him. Somebody raise your hand if you need him. Say, I need him. I need him. Can't make it without him. And the good thing about God, he will show the mirror of the word to you. And and you will see, oh, I need to change that. But he's not a cruel God that won't give you, the, give you the empowerment and the tools to change. See, that's a hard taskmaster that say you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Y'all ever work for people like that? You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, but you ain't never showed me how to do it. God is not a, he's not a hard taskmaster like that. He will show you your wrongness and give you an avenue to correct your behavior. And that's what God wants to do today. And so, if any of these, whether it's hurt, whether it's insecurity, whether it's, you've got ankle weights of the past weighing you down. Or if you have buried your giftings and your callings, whether it's through fear, whether it's through disappointment, we want to open up the altar so you can come. Would you come now? We're going to pray together. If you've had some elephants that you need to address, come on. doesn't mean you're in sin. doesn't mean you're in error. It means that you're human, and, you, and there are things that have occupied the space that God wants to fill. Come on, everybody, press in close. Come worshiping. Those of you that are staying behind, can you pray for those that are up here? Because we want them to be free in every area of their lives. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody start worshiping in this room. We thank you, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. As people are coming, come on. There's still room. There's still room. There's still room. Come on, I want you right now to begin lifting your, as musicians begin to play. Come on, begin to thank God that he is gonna take, he's going to be taking, he's going to begin to taking away those apprehensions, those fears, those things that are holding you fast. Those things, you can do it. Yes, you can. You can do it. You can do it. You can start the business. You can love and trust again. You can do the impossible thing. With God, Without God, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So begin to lift your hands right now. Don't wait for a hand to be laid on you. Just the fact that you came down here, you are telling God, God, I need you to empower me to deal with my elephant. Come on, begin to cry out to him even now. Come on, come on, begin to worship him. Lord, we thank you. We thank you right now. We thank you right now that fear is gone, the apprehension is gone, that we're going to break the seal over the, our gifts and our talents, that we're going to get rid of the insecurities and the hurts. God, I pray that a healing balm begin to flow at the knee level and at the waist level, and it takes us away, God. Lord, Lord, and Lord, take us away in your river of healing right now, God. We thank you right now. We thank you right now. Come on, you God is doing significant healing right now. He's doing it. He's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we release you from every hurt. Come on, come on. Somebody open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, God, I receive your healing. I receive your freedom. I receive your freedom God Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on receive it receive it receive it. That's it. I see God. I see God dealing with people even now Come on. Come on. Come on That's it. That's it. I see come on. Come on. You don't need a hand laid on you. He is in the room He is in the room if you're at your seat and you feel God you feel God pulling at you Come on. Just lift your hands and come on. Come on. He's in the room. He's in the room He's at the altar specifically, but he's in the room if you reach out and grab him he is healing you from every place that hurts. He's giving you empowerment to deal with the elephant. The obvious thing that is occupying space. Right now in Jesus' name, begin to cry out to him. Come on. about you. People that betrayed you. People that spoke over you said you won't be nothing. People that scandalized your name people that abuse your trust people that talked about you people you ended in business deals and they reneged on you got you out there looking crazy God said it's time today to let it go that elephant is gonna end up tormenting you it is eating up time and energy and you don't have time you're not getting any younger God said it's time to evict that elephant put him out You can't shine over it anymore. You can't say you're blessed and highly favored over it anymore. You can't deny it anymore. That's it. That's it. Come on. Come on. God's about to do some breaking in some. He's about to do some breaking in some. Let it go. That's it. That's it. Some of you are feeling something. You want to feel a welling coming up in you. That's God. That's God delivering you. That's God giving you freedom. That is God extracting those things. That's God dealing with the elephant. That's God dealing with the obvious thing. That's it. That's it. It's a hindrance, it's a weight. It's a stumbling block. And God said today I'm here to take it away. I'm here to deal with it. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Freedom. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Open that box again. Pull that gifting out. Blow the dust off that calling. It doesn't belong in the basement.
2: Let the free man shout. Give the Lord shout let the free man shout let the free woman shout come on give a, give a shout of freedom that I will no longer be a slave to fear Sunset's free. It's free indeed.